0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN one FM and 8.50 AM
1: WRUF. We welcome you into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports today. We come to you live from Gator Pro Day. Uh, Right now they are going through uh, more drills for NFL scouts that are here. There are no head coaches uh, present today, um, but there are certainly a a vast majority of NFL teams here uh, that are represented. Um, We're going to talk baseball first um, in just a minute as Michael is our producer today. Um, We're hoping to get Andrew Miller on the line here. Uh, Andrew, of course, uh, grew up here in Gainesville, a uh, really, really solid Major League career, um, and uh, he has announced he is going to be retiring from Major League Baseball, and he just served uh, as one of the negotiators, uh, team reps, during the uh, baseball negotiations. So Michael, uh, we'll get him, and uh, we'll be all set to go. Uh, we will do our very best here to uh, take your calls and emails as we always do. A reminder about tomorrow: uh, normally we have hoop there. It is today. We did not, obviously, um, but we will have it tomorrow at 11 a.m. So it's our final hoop there. It is show of the year, and then uh, we will do sports scene for a short period of time tomorrow, just until 12:30. We'll do a full version on Wednesday, and then uh, no-show Thursdays, we travel to Georgia as Gator Baseball gets set to play in Athens. All right, let's bring in Andrew to Join us here on Sports Scene. Andrew, it's good to talk to you again. How are you, man?
2: I'm doing well. Thanks, Steve.
1: Um, First of all, I'm not sure congratulations or or whatever the word is, but, um, (laughs) you know, look, you you, you played in the MLB for a really long time. What prompted this decision?
2: Oh, I've known for a while. I haven't really – you know, publicly shared it or whatever, I kind of saved that moment until it, it was things had kind of died down. But uh, just it was time. Uh, I couldn't perform at the level I wanted to. Uh, my body just wouldn't let me do things that I expected. And it was a lot of work to go out and compete, not as well as I, I'd like to perform. And uh, my family's getting older. I, I want to be with them. It's harder to pull your kids out of school as they get to be a certain age. And it's, uh, you know, certainly – you know, I'll miss parts of it, and I'll, I'm going to have moments, I'm sure, where I'm, you know, wishing I was in a clubhouse or on the field or, or working out on the schedule I normally am. But ultimately, I'm excited. It, it's uh, it's been a heck of a run. I've got zero complaints about the way it worked out. The game was great to me, and uh, just on to the next chapter at this point.
1: Yeah, and you know, you were able to play in a lot of different cities and play for a lot of different teams, and obviously, you can look back on your career and say you know, what was a highlight, but as you look back on your career, what do you think about it when you look back on it?
2: Yeah, it was uh, – I, I did get to experience a lot of teams and cities and, and make friends and, and make connections with, with people and, and fans and cities all across the country, which was – honestly, you know, I think there's you know some some aspect of, of dreaming of playing for one team and really establishing yourself, but it worked out pretty well for me. I got to see a lot of great places and, and just really kind of, you know – see how, how it works in a lot of different places and, and ultimately play for a lot of good teams. And at the end of my career, I, I seem to always be on a playoff team, which is what you want as a player. And, you know, uh, I think there's some idea of a storybook career, but, you know, I certainly had plenty of, of, of ups and especially downs. And I think that's probably what makes it the sweetest at the end is you can look back on it and see that, you know, the, the time it was put in and, and, you know, the fruits of the labor and, and learning from those hard times and how you come out on the other side and it just really, again, no complaints for me. I don't
1: know if you've had time, Andrew, to you know sort of reflect on when you first came up to the big leagues and now. But if I asked you that, how do you think that if anything, how do you think the game has changed from the time you were a rookie to now? <laughs>
2: uh, where to start? It's changed a lot. <laughs> uh, some, some for the better. Uh, some, I would argue, I don't. I'm not exactly in love with. But it's still a great game. I think that right now we have a. An incredible amount of talent on the field uh the young players and the, the superstar level players that we have are they have to be as good as we've ever had and it's uh it, it's a lot of fun to watch them i, I do kind of you know dread the whole you know the the three true come outcome thing that's happened in baseball where it's a strike out a homer or a walk and uh, i'd like to see the ball and play more i think that that's something that you know, growing up watching great defensive plays, you know, web gems was was kind of what we always looked forward to, and it was a big part of the game. And now the ball is put in play so infrequently, we don't get to see it, even though there are incredible fielders. And uh, you know, the pace of play and the engagement with kids and, and little things, I think are. Uh, you know, I guess I don't want to say little things or nitpicky. I I wish we were doing better. I'm sure that they're trying. Uh, but you know, ultimately, I think the game is pretty healthy, and you know, we have some some players that are really easy to, to get behind and root for.
1: I don't know how many people know that Andrew was uh, part of the uh, negotiations uh, with Major League Baseball to hammer out this new deal. Uh, I can only imagine, Andrew, what that was like. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure baseball fans are happy there's an agreement, but, you know, you, you, get, you got to sit in. How, how was that for you?
2: You know, for me, I've, I was a part of working for the union for a long time, I, and that's honestly a highlight of my career. I learned a lot. I really kind of was able to appreciate, you know, the value and what the union could do in fighting for players' rights on things big and small. And, uh, obviously if it affects you, it's a big thing no matter what, but, uh, this one was certainly unique of the the CBA negoti- negotiations I've been in. Obviously we had to lock out the first kind of work stoppage in a long time. We did manage to get something done and, and have a full season and, and play 162. And I think there's a, a slight, basically a week delay to the season. Okay. Um, you know it's fascinating, I think ultimately you know we like to think of it as a sport, and you know we we love our teams, we love our players, the players love to play, but there is a business side to it, and there's a lot of a lot of detail and a lot of lawyers get involved and once that happens it, there's times that it can be very complicated so I think we did a great job as players of of holding our ground in a sense on some things that that maybe the ownership side was pushing for that that we felt would really have a negative effect. I think we really focused on competition issues i think one of the things that, that to me you asked about how the game is it's it's kind of sickening in my opinion to see you know the the tanking issue or the teams that are essentially
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know an- announcing in the off season that they don't plan on winning any games you know it's not the goal isn't to win this year that's that seems like a horrible product to put on the field to tell your fans to tell your city that we're not going to go out and beat this year so we put a a handful of things that are new to baseball we we have a lottery system uh for the draft that hopefully will have an effect we were able to you know dip our toe in revenue sharing various little things that hopefully will get kind of those teams that were uh doing these five six ten year rebuilds to to kind of kick their butts in gear and get them out and compete and, and give the fans really what they want
1: yeah no doubt our guest here on sports scene today at Gainesville native Andrew Miller who just recently announced his retirement after a long and successful major league baseball career Andrew I want to leave you with two things you because you kind of mentioned it from the fan perspective um, it's no secret that the fan base in baseball it, it, is older. And, you know, I think as, as somebody who is that in, in that age group, is, is it concerning to players? Do players think about that the, the future of the game?
2: Uh, I, I think at times we do, and it, certainly every player has a, their own thoughts on it. But, yeah, you know, we all, or I to say all of us, pretty much all of us grow up loving this game. And we were kids that, that got attached to, whether it was a local team or through Little League or, or whatever, we, we fell in love with the sport. And, you know, I, I think that there's certainly – we've seen it in other sports that are they're doing great. The NFL is thriving. The NBA, you know, really has kind of found their groove in the last decade or so. Hockey's kind of coming back. They went through a rough work stoppage. And, you know, we, we don't want to miss the boat on that. I think it's a, a phenomenal game. Obviously, it treated me well. Uh, how do we reach the young kids that, you know, I, we are, of course, like our fans that have been around forever, but how do we make sure that, you know, 20, 30, 60 years from now, there, there's that same, you know, solid base of baseball fans to really keep this thing going. And I guess and I know the league is working on it. We can disagree sometimes on, on how they go about it. But uh, I think if we can get our, you know, if we can get our game in front of people, they should really enjoy it.
1: Uh, I got to ask you this. Uh, just I'm just curious. Um, I guess everybody, you know, has a hitter. Uh, as successful as you were that maybe was kryptonite for you. Do you, were there some guys who just had really difficulty getting out?
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> Lots of them. <laughs> uh, I think the, the one that stands out the most to me is young, early in my career, when I was a younger player. Uh, when I was at the Marlins playing the Phillies, Chase Utley was a guy that obviously was a great player, but you know, being left-handed and, and kind of the, the funk I had, you'd like to think I, I, I would have a pretty good chance against him. And, and he I I didn't know what to do with him. I don't know what the numbers are. I know he had a homer off of me in Philadelphia on a pitch that it just kind of blew my mind, but <laughs> I, I probably walked him the rest of the time. I just I, I didn't know where to throw the ball. He was a uh, a heck of a a heck of a bat for me and you know one of those ones that in, on paper you'd like to think that you know as good as he is, maybe I have a little bit of an advantage, but he saw the ball off of me or, or whatever it was and I didn't stand much of a chance.
1: That's pretty funny. Andrew, it's, it's good, you know, from knowing you as a kid and, and seeing your success. It's, it's so great, and uh, your careers come, you know, full circle here. It was so great to watch it. Thank you for taking the time to talk back to Gainesville. And if you come by, you know, please, please stop and say hello. I'd like, like to see you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, we go, we go way back, so it brings a smile on my face always every time we get a chance to talk. So hope all is well, and, and thanks for having me on. You got it,
1: Andrew. Thank you. Uh, That is Andrew Miller, just retiring uh, last week after a very long and successful career. Terrific young man. Uh, Grew up here, of course, pitched at North Carolina, had a really successful year. Um, Unless we get uh, players here, or maybe Billy Napier, who is still here, at least he was last time I looked. Yeah, he's there. I see him. Uh, It'll be a a call-in email day. 12-13, th- uh, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
4: Good afternoon, this is Joey
5: Palace. The Gators are hosting the NFL Pro Day today. With 28 of 32 NFL teams in attendance, it is a big moment for participants such as Kyer Elam, Damian Pierce, and Zachary Carter. Stay tuned right here on WRUF for live updates as Sports Scene with Steve Russell is live from the event. In other Gator news, CBS Sports' John Rothstein reports Gator guard Tyree Appleby will return to college basketball next season, however his team is to be determined. Appleby averaged 10.9 of points per game and 3.7 assists per game while in Gainesville. Don't forget to tune in to live coverage of the Women's Elite Eight tonight on WRUF. The cover starts at 6.45 as UConn takes on NC State. That's your Gainesville Sports Center, and I'm Joey Powell.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM
1: WRUF. Folks, the people at Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue understand what is going on with this gas situation we're in. Gas prices are expensive. They know it. You know it. And that's why they're doing their very best to get as many different kinds of vehicles on their lot as humanly possible to give you the best selection of vehicles possible. Now, remember, if you're looking for a new vehicle, they don't have any. But they've specialized in all these years of business, 40-plus years, bringing you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. Go online, secars.com. You'll see what's there right now. And remember, it's updated. So when a car leaves, it's, it's notated. When the car comes in, you'll see the information on all of the vehicles there. If you want to test drive them, see them in person, that's easy. Go see them at Northeast 39th Avenue, and you can test drive them and talk to their salespeople. They'll answer any questions you might have. I've been driving a Southeast Car Agency vehicle for a long time because I have had great, great success, and they will do the same thing for you. Go see them in person. Make sure and
6: tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Hey sports fans, spring sports season is here. Basketball, baseball, softball, track and field, and the spring football game. Boy, am I excited. Well, now is the time to prune your trees and start preparing for those nasty summer storms. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Daughtry Tree Service today for your free evaluation. 352-472-2465. That's 352-472-2465. Or check us out online. At Daughtry Tree Service, we believe a job worth doing is worth doing right.
1: Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, Do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all, they'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sonny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive, they'll get the bugs out.
6: Since 1988, the Alachua Conservation Trust has helped preserve more than 54,000 acres of land and wetlands in 16 north-central Florida counties. From easements to historical preservation to environmental education, your donation to the Alachua Conservation Trust assures these lands and new ones are protected for generations to come. Visit AlachuaConservationTrust.org to learn more and to make a donation. That's AlachuaConservationTrust.org.
0: The WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 981 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida
7: Gators. This is Gatorhead Football Coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM,
6: 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Before I forget, uh, Corbin
1: and Seth and Michael, uh, all thanks to them uh, for either producing the show today or for setting it up today. I want to thank them for their work. We'll take your calls here live at Pro Day, three nine two eight two five five. You can email to, at, to srussell at com. Jim will be up first. Jim, hello.
3: Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Thank you. Hey, you've spoken before. Uh, let's talk some Gator baseball. Uh-huh. Uh, just some, some thoughts. I've, I'm, I'm looking at what's going on this year. I'm looking at, uh, what, a 17-7 and record. I'm looking at... Uh, a couple of pretty ugly losses this past weekend to LSU. Obviously it's a pretty good team. Uh they always put a good team on the field. I think he's everybody agrees one of the best sports programs in the nation. And uh you know, I'm looking at everything that's been happening since uh we'll go all the way back to Weitzel, Weitzel being let go and uh how that team's just not performing to what's expected by you know, looking at the, the talent on paper that's uh you know listed on that roster every year and uh I'm just curious what your thoughts are, if there's any any, any, any kind of a magical fix here. Uh, Because, you know, three and three in the conference, you know, they beat up on some A&M's and Bethune's and Liberties and UNF's of the world and not taking anything away from those teams. But those are not SEC everyday weekend opponents, you know what I mean? Well, Liberty is.
1: Liberty is. Liberty's good. Are they? Yeah, they're good.
3: I know they got got the one kid, the Anderson kid, you know, his his, –
1: his, but but um, I get your dad. point. I, I I get your point. Look, yeah. it, it it boils down to this: pitching. That I mean, that's uh, there are other things, but you cannot. And Kevin O'Sullivan said this. I mean, it's not just me. You can't hit as many batters. You can't walk as many batters as right. these young pitchers are are walking and get away with it against good teams. You you just right. can't. And I will right. say this. Um, when you have a situation um, when you're playing, you know, good teams. Look at the standings in the SEC. Everybody's sort of bunched up at three and three. You know, early sure, on here, sure. that kind of speaks sure. to the early. depth it's of the early. league, you're too. It's right.
8: early. It's early. Yeah, yeah, very but, early. I mean, you know. But
1: obviously, the pitching's got to get better. You you can't walk as many uh, batters, and they don't. I mean, Sprout has been largely ineffective. Um, I'm not sure who the Sunday starter is going to be. So I mean, they've got nobody, some work nobody to do. knows.
3: Nobody knows who that is. I mean, beginning of the weekend, there was there was a question mark there on the on the social media, and I was like, "My goodness, a a, a team of this caliber has got to have a third starter already named." You would think. Uh, Well, I will say this: LSU's
1: pretty good team, and LSU had for Saturday TBA and Sunday TBA. Really? Yeah.
3: Okay, I didn't I didn't do my homework on that one, so. But, uh, yeah, I just want, to, just want to get some thoughts. I know it's, it's tough. I haven't been down to see them this year in person. I'm just looking at, you know, the stats online and the scores and things that like that's going on. Um, I just noticed that, you know, ever since, uh, you know, there's been a little bit of a change in the coaching staff. It seems like things are kind of just kind of getting a little loosey-goosey, not quite as a, a strict a regimen that's going on there. Like right now, you've probably got to, several guys in the SEC right now that are hitting below the Mendoza line. Uh, those guys – They're they're probably not in the cage right now with a coach working on anything getting better today. Everybody's taking a day off, and that stuff used to not happen. You know, so there's things that definitely be improved upon there. That's for sure. Well, I can
1: tell you, Jim. Yesterday, uh, Sully said that the hitters actually got in early hitting. So, I mean, hitting hitting's not really been, and they did not hit well. Saturday or Sunday, but overall, you know, hitting's been pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, looking
3: their numbers, it hasn't been bad. You know, yeah, it's early. Right. So,
1: and yeah. there's a lot of teams in their boat. So And Georgia, you know, them, their Sunday games have been awful. Their pitching has been abysmal on Sunday. Yeah. They got a really good Friday guy and kind of similar to Florida, you know, shaky on Saturday and Sunday. So this is going to be an interesting series coming up.
3: Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. Hey, all right. Well, thanks for your time, Steve. Okay,
1: thank you. Let's bring uh, by the way, we're hoping to get Billy Napier here live with us, uh, very shortly. Uh Dick and Saint Pete. Hello.
4: Hey Steve, how you doing, brother? Good. Hey uh this last guy kinda of stole my thunder. I came up, brought my grandson up and we did a little double dip Sunday, saw the baseball game and then we went over and saw the softball game at two and um yeah, the the Slater kid, you know, he had he 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 was okay for about three innings and they started mm-hmm. to get to him. He was a little wild after that and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um yeah, their pitching the pitching depth didn't look great. I left when it was like 4 nothing. But I'll have to say, though, I played a little bit of baseball myself. And, and truthfully, I, I, I didn't even see a lot of guys on our team. I mean, Fabian hit a ball deep center field. Uh, the ripple guy hit a ball. The catcher hit a ball in the right field. Uh, nice nice swing. Uh, I, I didn't even see a lot of guys. That, you know, if I was a scout projecting like major league hitters, I didn't even see that many guys on our team for, for a – Top-ranked baseball team. I mean, I thought they took some some bad cuts. There's a lot of swing and misses on their team. Um, I didn't think the LSU guy was even all that good. I mean, if you looked, I think he was tipping out at 90, 91 maybe, and he didn't have good control of his curveball. So it was kind of a pitch where, you know, you, you you kind of narrowed him down to a you know a pitch or two that he could throw for strikes. I mean, I didn't think I, I looked at the LSU. and I thought those guys had way better approaches at the plate. You know, you'd have them see him have eight, nine pitch uh, at bats, and then you know hit a good ground, a hard, hard hit ground ball. I, I just, I to me, to me, the the, the approach to the plate and the swings yesterday were just kind of, kind of pretty well thought to me. I'm not saying the pitch is very good either, but I'm just saying though, no for you know, they sent a lot of guys that played. In my opinion, yesterday that that weren't that, that wasn't good. So I went over to the softball game. Saying that, I went over to the softball game, and I think, in my opinion, Amanda Lorenz is the best women's softball player that's come through for the program. I, I, I don't know all the history. I know Nelson, the pitcher. But, I mean, to me, Amanda Lorenz, you know, outside of the running aspect, she's probably like a five-star softball player that you can get, you know, if a power, if a average, great defender, arm. i tell you what, the Scholar Wallace, the shortstop. Okay,
1: Florida, Dick, I, I can't have you to have, with, give a I got other calls to take.
4: Okay, so, yeah. Uh, I think Skyler Wallace is, is, is going to be right up there with her, But – uh uh, good, good show, and thank you, and uh, uh, have
1: a good day, buddy. Okay, Dick, thank you. Appreciate thank it. You. Yep. Thank you. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email Russell at com. Russ says not a good weekend for baseball or softball. You can lose on a bad day, I understand. But he says neither team even wanted to be there. Now, I would like to know how somebody can ascertain that. I, I don't know. Uh, but he said the fans were there. Um yeah, see again, right? Now people are going to start questioning Gator softball and Gator baseball. Why? Because they're not playing as well. Uh, James says disappointing weekend. I expect there'll be more of the same over the next several weeks. Uh, young roster have eight freshmen, uh, Florida has 20. No matter what level of high school ball they played, does compared to the SEC. Um, they did take a lot of called third strikes. Uh, So that means we're guessing or not just protecting the plate harder. Um, So, I mean, you said the hit batsman also an issue. Yeah. I mean, that's no doubt. I mean, you you cannot walk as many people as Florida did and hit as many people as Florida did and, uh, you know, expect it to be successful. Steven says, how alarmed are you about Florida's pitching beyond Hunter Barker? That was a debacle yesterday. Um, once again, young arms, young arms. And they're going to have to grow up in a hurry. Brandon Sprout, though, is not a young arm. Timmy Manning is not a young arm. They've had, you know, some experience. And, and let, let's face it, if Brandon Sprout were consistent and Timmy Manning were consistent and gave you five, six, seven innings, well, then, you know, then your bullpen is not as taxed. But they've not done that so far so that's part of the problem um okay I, i'm gonna have to pg hang in there but i'm waiting to talk to billy napier so we may have to so let me take a break here while i can it's 12:26. time check brought to you by hayes jewelry pg hang on I'll either get to you or i'll get to you after billy napier espn 98 1 fm 850 am wruf
0: From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF.
4: Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at
9: Exceptional Dentistry. So I have a full upper dental implant and full lower. The bottom is removable. So I had everything removed and replaced. I take them out every day, clean them, and put them back in. They snap on securely so you can eat with comfort and everything else and you don't have to worry about laughing and them coming out. I was dumping so much money into like replacing each individual tooth, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm going to find an alternative. I love it. (laughs) I can smile a big smile now and not have to worry about missing teeth. It's a great place. I highly recommend it.
4: This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com, that's exceptionaldentistry.com.
9: Are those receipts? Tax day is nearly here, so and Chanel is stressing. Why do I always wait to the last minute? Her small business needs a bookkeeper to crunch some big numbers. All these spreadsheets make my head spin. None of this adds up. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed, you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com/credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
7: Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate, and remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update
9: lot of sunshine taking us into the evening and after afternoon with highs in the low 80s, low temperatures sinking to the mid 50s tomorrow morning with areas of dense fog for our commute. Plenty of sunshine tomorrow afternoon, high temperatures even warmer in the mid 80s. That'll be the case on Wednesday, and then rain chances come back up for Thursday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max line about the quarterback situation is because they're so important and there are only so many of them that are actually elite either you have one or you don't so what happens when someone doesn't have one they start squinting and seeing what they want to see daniel jones yeah he can run and he can throw that's why the mitchell trubisky thing was all right because based on what was available for them they went out and got the most
1: athletic guy they how's that look now key
0: Jay, and max weekday mornings at six right here on espn 981 fm eight fifty a.m wruf from pylon to pylon, oh we are your home for all things football. 63-yard
10: touchdown, and the ball game is tied!
0: You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF dot com.
1: All right, welcome back to Sports Team. We are live at Gator Pro Day today, and it's my
11: pleasure to bring in Gator Defensive Lineman Zach Carter here. How'd it go today? Man, it went great, man. I feel like I came out here and I did what I needed to do, man. Were you nervous at all? Oh no. I went to the combine, man, so I just was gonna ask you that, yeah. Since this was my since this was like my second combine, you can say this second one I felt way more comfortable i felt like i was you know no pressure at all because i already did a lot of stuff at Indy, so that took some pressure off so i felt good how was the combine experience for you man it was unreal man i'm not even gonna lie uh just growing up and watching it on tv you know and then it kind of hit me when i got there like man i'm really at the combine like i grew up watching it, you know it was a crazy experience man it was a blessing um you know, I hope I hope all my guys get to go to the combine. What happens from here now?
1: Because, you know, you get you get here, NFL draft is coming up. So what do you do in the interim now?
11: Well, right now I'm back to training, man. Uh, I feel like I have to be ready, especially after the draft. I know, you know, rookie minicamp and OTAs, all that good stuff. So I'm hitting back. I'll take a couple days off, but. In the meantime, you know, I have some visits to go to. Um, I'm going to Jacksonville this week um, to see the Jaguars, and then San Francisco is flying me out later this month. That's all I have right now for visits, but meetings as well. And then, you know, I have some workout schedule with a few teams. So, you know, just that whole process, man. Looking back on your
1: Gator career, you know, I've always thought when a player comes through here, it goes by fast.
11: Did it go by fast for you? (laughs) <laughs> went by fast, man. <laughs> Definitely went by fast. Five years, that was the fastest five years of my life. How do you think when you first came here as a kid, mm-hmm. you're a man now, yeah. right?
1: What were those years like for you? you? You went through a coaching change and all that. What? How, how
11: much did you grow up in those five years? Man, all the stuff, like all the adversity that we faced, it really shaped me. It really shaped me today, like that whole journey I had. You know, I had three defensive line coaches. Um, first year we came in, it was a horrible year. And then we went from that to going to three New Year's, six bowls in a row. And then, you know, obviously this last season wasn't the way we wanted to end it. But just all that adversity we faced, man. I feel like adversity, that's what I learned in college, man. Adversity really makes you a man. And it really shows you how to fight through stuff. So I just feel like all my experience is here they they really helped me grow up, and I feel like it's gonna make me better at the next level. What are your impressions of Coach Napier? I love him, man. Honestly, I wish I got a chance to play for him. He's down to earth. He he really seems like he's a player's coach. Like he cares about his guys. I feel like I feel like the biggest thing, you know, if you want your players to go hard for you and you know do the things you really ask them to do, they got to know you care and. I feel like he does a good job of showing up.
1: All right, I'm gonna ask you. I know you want to go get something to eat, so I'm gonna let you oh, go. Yeah. But I got a couple of last things. Yes, sir. If you could be drafted by any team, uh huh, would you have a, a favorite to be drafted by? Oh yeah. You
11: gonna tell me? The Dallas Cowboy. Okay. America's team. Okay. Was that? Were you a fan of them? Yeah. Okay. I like Dallas, man. Okay. Growing yes, up, like when you were a kid, it mm-hmm. was Dallas. Okay, yeah.
1: and then I've always wondered about the process uh, for you guys when you get out, getting an agent.
11: Yeah, was that a difficult thing for you? It was, but I had my parents help me throughout the process. So you know, my mom and dad they were really, they were really helping me throughout the process. So they kind of set up final meetings and things like that. So I kind of narrowed it down to five meetings, and then they made it easy for me. I just picked from those five. So. You know, they kind of took the stress off me during that process. I used to direct agents and stuff to them. So, you know, it was good.
1: Okay. Man, I appreciate you doing this. And uh, we're going to follow you, and hopefully Dallas gets you. Ah. You can go to Dallas, and then you can make the team. Yes, go sir. it would be great, man. Nice to go. Appreciate your time. Appreciate Thanks, you, man. man. Okay, thank you. Zachary Carter joining us here on the program. And uh, we appreciate his time. And uh, let's hope it works out for him going to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, we're going to get Malik Davis here to join us as well. Um, and there's <laughs> – so, <laughs> so, all right, we're going to get Malik to come in here in a, a second as we are live today at Gator Pro Day. Um, and I can't wait to talk to him uh, about how things went too. And it, it's funny, you, you, over the years you get to see different players coming through here and you know what the experiences are. So, uh, all right, there you are, Malik. Thanks for doing man. No problem. How'd it go today?
5: Uh, it went pretty good. You know, I came out here. I was able to show uh, some, some of my talents and, and abilities, so it went pretty well.
1: I mean, it must be better, you know, performing on your home turf here. I mean, you, you know everything, you know everybody. Does that help?
5: Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm at home. I feel more comfortable. You know, I'm around my teammates and uh, people that embrace me. So it's definitely a great
1: feeling. I ask Zach this: when you look back on your career here, what do you what do you think about what what goes through your head?
5: Uh, I just look at all the trials and tribulations that made me. You know, I've been through a lot here, uh, injuries and coach, and ch- coach changes. So. I think uh I went through a lot of adversity here and I, it definitely prepared me for the next level.
1: Uh what are your thoughts on Coach Napier? Uh
5: I feel like he's a great coach. I think he's he's gonna come in here and uh definitely turn things around and uh, I talk to the guys and everyone loves them, so I think they'll they'll have really good success.
1: I don't wanna dwell on it, but was it difficult going through the coaching change? Uh
5: well it's always difficult, you know, when when coaches change, you know, you build relationship with coaches and you never know when when uh when things like that can happen, you know, as a player. So uh, it's definitely difficult, but that's 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 the world we live in. That's that's the game we play.
1: One of the things I always respected about your room is, I mean, at least on the surface, I mean, look, every running back wants to carry the ball, right? Right, But you guys shared the rock, and it didn't there, – there was no I should have more, at least that I could see, you know, it wasn't I should have more carries. Was it like that? I mean, was it as uh, – Easy as it seemed where you guys just all got along and just accepted the carries you got?
5: Uh, yeah, it was it was definitely that way. You know, in the room, we never, never, I'm not just saying this because we're on radio, we've never had a problem with each other. We always supported one another no matter who's in the game. So I think we were just blessed to be around such uh, great people, and it was easy for us.
1: What do you do from here now? I know a, a lot of you guys have visits with teams. What, what, what's next for you guys now?
5: Right, I have a few visits with teams, and
1: I'll be going to take a few visits and just wait uh, I asked, he, he, I asked him if there was one team he could be drafted by. He said Dallas. He always grew up a Cowboys fan. You have a favorite team. If, if you could be drafted by anybody, who would it be?
5: Uh, I, I always been a Bucks fan, and uh, I, I like Dallas also too. So, I mean, I'll be, I'll be blessed, and I'll be
1: grateful for anyone who gives me an opportunity. Last thing, um, did had, did your running style, you know, with the different coaches you had, did it change at all? What did you learn here? Uh, about the running back position when you like, when you first came in to now
5: uh one thing that i learned learned is uh I learned that you have to know what 's going on play, before the play start you know in high school you get the ball and you just run now at this next level, you have to read the defense, read the line, so I think I definitely got smarter and I learned. I learned the game of football at a whole nother level since I've been at Florida.
1: And and pass protection, too, right? Right.
5: I mean, that's one of our biggest things. That our coach always preached if you can't protect the quarterback, you can't play here.
1: Yeah. Well, I wish you luck. I know Gator fans do, too, so I appreciate you doing this. Thank man. you. Thank no you. Thank you. For it, me. Thank you. Malik Davis, wish him a lot of luck, and he did uh, a terrific job here at Florida, and really um, have uh, fond memories of him running the ball. Antonio Valentino is going to join us next here. Um, so we're going to wait till he gets here, uh, as we are live at pro day and some of the players come on by here, uh, and Antonio is going to join us now. Okay. Corbin, make sure he's got his mic ready. there. It is. Okay. I'm good. Hey, you're all good, right. man. Thanks for doing this. Oh yeah. No doubt. Definitely. How'd it go today?
12: Uh, dude, it went all, uh, um, a couple things, couple things that, uh, I didn't expect to happen, but you know what I'm saying? I know I put the work in. Um, so as a whole, you know, I'm taking away. Uh, a couple things Uh, like I said some things didn't necessarily go the way I wanted to I didn't bench as much as I wanted to but I think my film my film will show that and the two programs that I've been at will like literally I don't know if I still have the bench record at Penn State but I'm pretty sure I do and I was probably the strongest bencher last year on the team so wasn't really tripping too hard on it Um, that's really the only thing that I say that didn't really go according to schedule, but everything else felt great. It felt great to be home. Uh, great to see all my teammates again. Great to, you know, come out and compete with these guys, you know, one last time. Because now, I mean, technically, we're all each other's competition. That's right. So it was nice to, you know, get to see Zach and Red and everybody, you know, that I went out there and went to war with. So one last time. and You know, I, overall, it was a really good day, really great day at the office.
1: Um, I know last season didn't go the way you would have wanted it to go. But coming here, would you do it again? Would you do it all over again?
12: Absolutely, because even though you know things don't go according to plan, I still the type of person I am. I try to take a learn. I try to make everything a learning experience. So I learned a lot about myself uh, when I came down here because I had left a relative, not even relatively. I left a very secure situation. I was at Penn State. I played there. I was a two-year starter. Like would have been a three a third-year starter if I had stayed. Um took a huge risk in coming down here, but I definitely definitely would do it all over again even though things didn't go the way that, you know, we anticipated. I I got to meet some great guys down here. I got to uh be mentored and taught by Sharif Floyd. Um and you know, I got to play in the best conference in the country. I got the you know, I have the, the privilege of being a Florida Gator for the rest of my life and a lot of people can't say that. Um, you know, this university and this program means so much to a lot of people. So above all else, I'm just thankful, you know, to have that opportunity in the first place. So I would absolutely do it again.
1: What are your thoughts on Coach Napier?
12: Man, I tell you what. Coach Napier and this entire staff has been extremely welcoming to to us, to the guys that you know our eligibility is up after the season just guys who aren't coming back Mm -hmm. they have been just awesome just top to bottom and like the things that he's been doing with the staff like the the team of people that he's assembled not even just the coaches but like the strength staff is, is 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 great the What's the name? The nutritionists are great. And that's not this you know, I'm not saying that what we had wasn't good. I'm not saying nothing like that. But I'm just you know, speaking on what I've just seen this uh-huh. week. Yeah. And everybody – it's just – it's a first-class operation. Everything runs smooth. Practices are super intense, super quick. And everybody's getting work. Everybody's getting coached. Guys are getting better. I'm seeing guys who last year kind of might have been unsure about themselves are now playing with confidence and they're comfortable. And that's just so satisfying to see. Like, a lot of these guys, I think, are really going to come out here and shock people. But I think Coach Napier is doing a wonderful job. And I hit uh, Coach Hock up about um, coming in and, like, having access to the weight room and the indoor and all that stuff. And across the board, all the coaches were, hey, this is your home. Whenever you, whenever you want to come in, come on in. And, you know, that's a good feeling because you don't know, you know, what to expect sometimes. So I'm uh, Coach Napier is a really great guy. And I'm I'm very excited to see what's gonna happen this year.
1: I had a lot of fun with the other guys. If if did you have a, a NFL team you grew up like if if you could, you know, say this team wants to draft me, who would it be? Uh anybody. I'm just i mean, did you have a favorite team like growing up? Um no I'm
12: from uh so I'm from Columbus, Ohio, so it was the, most people either like the Browns or the Bengals right. or the Steelers. And I mean to me I was just like until I really got to like high school, I was really just an Ohio State fan. Um, I watch a lot more college ball than uh than Pro Ball, but my favorite players ever of all time are Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. So, um yeah, but whoever whoever, you know, wants to give me a shot, that's fine with me. I don't care where it is. <laughs> uh
1: was it hard selecting an agent? Um
12: Yes and no. Um, you know, my, my, my I have a great support system at home. Like my parents were were really heavily involved in that decision for me um so like i wanted to keep my head as focused on the season as i possibly could and not start worrying about other things i just wanted to win games um so they kind of helped me out with that and once my parents were like listen this is what we think should happen you know and then we just conversations 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 and then everything
1: just worked out i wish you a lot of luck man and i know uh, it was a difficult season last year for you guys but Hopefully the other side of this is pro career. We can get you back when you're on a team and talking about that team. So I appreciate Absolutely. you with us, man. Thank, thank you, me. sir. You appreciate it, you. Antonio. Thank you. All right. So there's three Gator players that we've just talked to here and uh, really, really good stuff. 12.44, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We will come back uh, with more here from Pro Day, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WIUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF.
9: Good afternoon, I'm Jenica Clairvaux with your latest updates. Per reports, Florida senior point guard Tyree Appleby will return to college basketball for a fifth year. His destination is yet to be determined. In this past season at Florida, the Jacksonville, Arkansas native averaged 10.9 points, 2.1 rebounds, and led the team in assists, averaging 3.7. After dropping to a three-game series against LSU over the weekend, the Gators are now ranked 14th in the latest D1 baseball rankings. Florida baseball will be back in action tomorrow when they travel to Jacksonville to face fifth-ranked FSU. That's it for your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jenica Clairvaux.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
1: You know, the local real estate market changes all the time. Interest rates go up. Interest rates go down. Home prices go up, home prices go down. Well, if you're going to sell or buy a home, you want to have a real estate agent that knows the market. And that can sometimes be tricky. Well, it isn't for me because the one that I trust is Scott Caldwell with your home sold guaranteed realty. And the reason I trust him is because he's had all kinds of great success selling homes and helping you buy a new one. He gets his clients more money. He's the only agent I would trust to sell my home. He already has the buyers. Think about it. Over 8,000 of them looking for homes right here in our area in your price range and ready to buy today. That's how he creates higher demand, multiple offers, and the most money for you. Take it from me. Call Scott Caldwell. You'll be glad you did. 352 209 zero 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 or visit Caldwell That's Caldwell
13: Hey, it's Jeff Cardozo inviting you to join myself and the Wiley veteran Steve Russell every Wednesday at 11 o'clock right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF for On Deck, a show dedicated exclusively to a sport near and dear to our hearts, that of course, baseball. We're going to give you the ins and outs on everything you need to know about baseball, from the latest to what's going on in Major League Baseball to our boys in the orange and blue. It's On Deck every Wednesday at 11, where we'll knock it out of the park.
7: Eeny meeny miny moe, what I'll eat, I just don't know. Hey, Bob Rose here and every time I look at the menu at Copper Monkey West, that's what I say to myself. They have so many delicious options, it's hard to decide. Should I get the chicken pot pie pasta with chunks of tender white chicken with veggies and rotini pasta in creamy chicken and cheddar cheese sauce? Oh yeah, or maybe one of their USDA choice steaks like the 12-ounce Certified Angus New York Strip. Maybe it's the black and redfish over wild rice with veggies. So delicious. And, of course, there's always the legendary Copper Monkey West Burgers, voted best in the area numerous times. You know, that's the thing, because whatever I end up choosing, I know the service will be top-notch because warm smiles and friendly faces make for a wonderful dining atmosphere. Is that what you're looking for? Good food, good service, good people? Well, it's all at Copper Monkey West
6: in Jonesville. I'll see you there. We're all on this planet together, so join
2: Odyssey and find your one thing. With warmer spring temperatures, hang your clothes to dry outside instead of using the dryer. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing?
1: It's a beautiful
14: Well, who's on first? Yes. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? It. The guy up first. Who? The guy playing first match. Who? Who? The guy on first. Who is on first? What are you asking me for? I'm asking <laughs> you.
0: Every Wednesday morning at 11, we invite you to join the radio team of former Gators pitcher Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell as the International Diamond Center is proud to bring you On Deck. Our baseball radio play-by-play battery will analyze and evaluate the latest with the Gators, SEC, and everything taking place in college baseball. Rotations and Mr. Rawlings are always front and center. Last season,
14: I led this club
6: in ninth-inning doubles in the month of all
0: August. On Deck, presented by the International Diamond Center, with Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell, Wednesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We are your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
1: Back uh, at Gator Pro Day, and uh, we're going to continue our conversation with some of the players here who've been out showcasing their skills. Offensive lineman Stuart Reese, one of them, he's now here. We were just talking off mic. Uh, very pleased with your stuff today, right?
8: Yes, sir. Yes, sir pleased with you know the numbers I put up today
1: um as you look back on this you know being home being on your turf that
8: that that's got to help kind of knowing the surroundings doesn't it yes sir it helps a lot you know it's kind of like having a home uh home field advantage you know playing game um so you know being comfortable in a setting that I've been in you know 100 times literally 100 times over again so
1: when you look at uh your career here you know you came in here and you know some successes you know, some, something I know you wish would, would do better, but as you look
8: back on your time here, what do you say? Um, I gave them all. That's all I can be happy with at the end of the day. You know, that's all you can ask of somebody or a team. You know, as long as we're out there giving our best, win or loss, that's really all that matters at the end of the day.
1: Uh, I've always wanted to know this because – Offensive linemen, I think, are probably the least appreciated people, <laughs> and I've always felt that um, because, you know, you guys do the dirty work, and if somebody gets through, you know, they, they blame you, they hit the quarterback. Yeah, but playing offensive line, I've always felt that it's it's a group, that you've got to know what each other's doing on whatever play, know each other's assignments. It, 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 isn't that true?
8: Yes, yeah, sir. You know, it's it's like a pack of hyenas. You know, we have to be the ones if everything else, you know, goes out the window we have to stick together because you know one of us can't mess up and you know it'd be a a great play if one of us messes up you know it could turn the tide of the game you know it we have to work together you know regardless of what what's going on in the game so um yeah we have to stay together people always say playing offensive line is like growing mushrooms you know you toss them in a dark room and (laughs) You know, <laughs> throw some manure on them and let them, watch I've, them grow.
1: Man, I've never heard that. I love it. I, all the years I've done this, I have never heard that. That's cool. Yes, sir. Um, did it? Does it make a difference who the quarterback is as far as what your assignments are?
8: Uh, no, sir. I mean, you have your di- quarterbacks that have different skill sets, but uh, for the most part, offensive linemen have to be flexible with uh, schemes. So, I mean, regardless of who's in the backfield, we have to fit the scheme. Because you know we're the piece that has to change with the with the t- with the uh, offense. We don't necessarily get to just come in and not be on point. You know, regardless of who's in the backfield.
1: Now you're getting ready to be a pro here. Mm-hmm. Um, I- I've asked all the other guys this: Did you have a favorite pro team go- growing up? I mean, if you could, if somebody could draft you, do you have a favorite who would do it?
8: Um, well, I actually had two. Uh, it was the Atlanta Falcons and then the Raiders when they were in Oakland. Wow. Okay. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Now, I
1: know you don't care because you'll, you'll oh, no. anybody will go, Yes, right? sir. But, I mean, if you had a
8: choice. Yes, sir.
1: Um, what is Is there something that a fan doesn't know or understand about playing offensive line? Because, I mean, look, again, it's it's over. If a guy makes a great run, mm-hmm. it's the back that makes the great run. Very yes, seldom sir. is it the lineman that got him on. Is there something misunderstood sometimes from fans from what you guys
8: do? Um, yes. You know. <laughs> A lot of people think, you know, if a play goes bad, the offensive line did something wrong. But, you know, there are many times where, you know, the quarterback or the running back may make a bad read or, you know, a a receiver may run a wrong route. The quarterback may uh, may have to hold on to the ball a little bit longer. Um, So I feel like, like you said, the offensive line, you know, takes a lot of the brunt force of ridicule because, you know, how important our job is. But, um just know we out there giving it our all. That's all, cause uh, I mean, like you said, it's a hard position to play. You know, it it's is. not it's not easy to wake up and you know say because, like my coach said, nobody goes in. You know, when you start playing football when you're a kid, nobody says, "Hey, I want to go play offensive line." <laughs> you know, nobody ever says that. No. They either want to be quarterback, running back, receiver. Oh yeah. Or maybe a defensive guy. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But, you know, nobody goes in saying, hey, I want to play offensive line. You know, I I hope (laughs) that I, you know, make it playing offensive line. You know, it's one of those positions you kind of just have to accept, you know. Yeah. So. All right. Take me through.
1: I I want a fan to hear this. Mm -hmm. Okay, Play is called in the huddle. Mm -hmm. Okay, Quarterback breaks the huddle. You go to the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Take me through what you do, who makes the line call, all that. Take me through that.
8: So when you when you break the huddle, when you come up to the line, depending on what type of scheme the defense is, run, is running, um, sometimes we have to ID the front. You know, other times we don't because the front won't change. So you basically start with the front, you know, whether it's three down, four down, um, four three, four two, stuff like that. Um, then you look at, you know, the setting at the second level, you know, where the linebackers align. Um, Oh, one more thing with the defensive line. Sometimes you can tell what they're going to do before because, you know, their alignment. You know, if a defensive end is at a tilt instead of just, you know, facing a line of scrimmage, you can tell whether he's going to go inside, go to power, you know, speed to power, you know, all kinds of different things. Then you watch the alignment of the linebackers to see, you know, whether they're bringing pressure, whether they're blitzing, you know, whether they're dropping, stuff like that. And then you can watch the safeties to see where they're rotated because a lot of times the safeties will tell you whether they're bringing pressure or, you know, whether they're going to drop into coverage. So, um, yeah, it's a lot to digest. But playing for so long, you just learn to pick stuff up.
1: But I wanted you to do that because for people who are listening – it isn't – I mean, I know football fans understand it, but it isn't like you just go up there and run the run.
8: <laughs> I mean, yes, sir.
1: There's a lot. And then, you know, so they're shifting up front. You know, those guys, yes, sir. They're, they're coached too.
8: Yes, sir. So they
1: may shift in where they go. So it's, it's not as simple sometimes as, as that. Uh, um, what will you take – I'll end with this. What will you take from your
8: time here? Um, I enjoy my time here. Um, biggest thing that I'll take from here is work hard. Um and work consistently. You know, a lot of people think that throughout life, working hard will be the only thing that'll get you where you need to be, but being consistent with that hard work, you know, day after day after day, because at the end of the day, life doesn't owe you anything. You know, stuff is gonna happen in life that you're not gonna be able to control, but you have to have, you have to have, you know, the mental strength to be able to do it day after day after day, you know, regardless of whether you're trying your best and you're just not going the way you want it to go. You just keep going and going until you have a breakthrough, and you know, hopefully in the end it's the breakthrough that you're looking for.
1: I hope it is for you. I yes, wish sir. you a lot of luck, and thanks for doing this. Stuart. Yes, sir. Appreciate thank you, man.
8: Thank you. Thank
1: you. Yep, good guy, Stuart Reese, and uh, all these guys today. Uh, really thank them for taking the time to be here today as we broadcast live from Pro Day. Pro Day is just about – actually, it is over, um, but uh, we'll see what uh, the, the future will hold for a lot of these guys. Also, uh, I want to thank uh, Andrew Miller, Uh, who just retired from Major League Baseball, Gainesville kid, just retired after a lot of successful years in in Major League Baseball. We thank him for his time. And a quick reminder about programming tomorrow, our final Hoop There It Is show of the year with Mark Wise will be uh, on at 11 o'clock tomorrow, and then we'll do Sports Scene this show until 1230, an abbreviated show tomorrow. Wednesday we'll have the On Deck Baseball show no show Thursday because we take off for Athens, Georgia, and get you ready for, get, for the Gator Baseball Series, which will be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. This week It's not the normal weekend series, but uh, Jeff and I up there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we'll see if Gator Baseball can have a better weekend uh, than what they had this weekend. And Georgia didn't have a great weekend either. Kentucky, uh, they were at Kentucky, and Kentucky beat them two out of three. That's our first hour. Come back and join us for hour number two here on Sports Scene as you listen to ESPN FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Back for Hour 2. Stay with us.
0: Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Iron Grill Studios. We are ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
1: Hey, folks, if you've been to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street in Gainesville, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you owe it to yourself to go because you're going to love their food. They believe better ingredients make better meals. Try their classic burger, the Impossible, and the 100% all-natural chicken burger and fresh salads, too. You want a great shake? They've got those, including their new one, a
6: Florida-grown
1: strawberry shake. Open seven days a week. Find them on Facebook and
6: Instagram, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it.
9: My sweet chick's feeling squeaky clean.
6: Charmin Ultra Strong just cleans better. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Your happiest spring starts with Lowe's. And it all starts with a beautiful green lawn. Keep it looking sharp and save $50 on the cobalt 40-volt self-propelled mower. Was $399, now just $349. And give the rest of your yard a healthy boost with a bag of our premium mulch at the everyday low price of $368. Create a season full of happiness at Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. Selection varies by location. While supplies last about $331 through $46. Mulch offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve
0: Russell. Let's talk some sports, and have some lunch, on ESPN 98, one FM and 8.50 AM WRUF.
1: Welcome to our 2 of sports scene for this Monday. I uh, hope you're enjoying all the uh, interviews here from Gator Pro Day. I uh, want to thank Rick Hurtado uh, and his uh, sports information staff for helping to arrange those. Uh, and also having us here today. Always a lot of fun talking to these guys, and we're going to try to keep up with them uh, as they begin their uh, journeys to the National Football League. Uh, we may uh, get one more player in the hour, but for the most part, it'll be us. So if you have phone calls uh, and emails, please call us up, 392-8255, and you can email uh, russell at wruf.com. Uh, obviously, um, a lot of uh, emails and discussion about Gator baseball and Gator softball. Uh, William says, Not too often I can say this. I was embarrassed on Saturday and Sunday with the baseball team. We have nobody on Saturday and Sunday that gives you any confidence whatsoever. This is really the first year Sully's given up a lot of control of pitchers with David Kopp stepping in. Do you believe that this has had any effect? We look like a badly organized Little League team with all the walks and hit by pitches. Any update on uh, Coppola? Coppola was the last I heard throwing to hitters again. Um, And certainly in his one start, he was good. Um, But, look, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses because, to be fair, Kevin O'Sullivan isn't going to make excuses. Uh, But they are who they are. It's a young group. And they're going through some major growing pains right now. I said this in the first hour. If you get better starting pitching, then you don't have to tax the bullpen as much. And remember, if it's an 11-2 game or, you know, it's 8 to nothing, you're not going to bring a closer in there. You're not going to bring that. So, you know, some of your better arms aren't going to get used. So, I mean, look, nobody knows more than uh, Kevin O'Sullivan about, uh, you know, what's going on here, and we will see if there is improvement. Mark says, uh, no NFL head coaches here. I can't remember the last time there was a Gator Pro Day where no NFL head coaches attended. Speaks to the lack of NFL talent Mullen recruited. Well, maybe um, top-flight talent. Uh, In other words, you don't have a – You know, Kyle Pitts may be here, but certainly Elam, uh, I think, is in that class. I mean, most people have him in the first round. Um, But, yeah, I mean, make of that um, what you want, and, you know, we can go from there. But let's get some calls. Uh, Lots to talk about today. We haven't even talked Final Four. How blue blood is this Final Four? My gracious. I mean, Villanova is the outsider here, and I mean, I think I would classify them as near blue blood, but certainly with North Carolina, Duke, Kansas—hello, um, yeah—that's about as blue blood as you can get. Felt bad that Villanova loses one of his best players, um, and and you know what? Look. Carolina I really thought would, would beat St. Peter's handily and they did. One of the few things I thought right in this tournament because their size just overwhelmed St. Peter's. They they just couldn't handle them. But one of the things I really loved about this tournament was watching a team like St. Peter's play because it just brought joy back to basketball. I mean to make let me tell you, kids from Jersey City are tough dudes. You know, that area, they're tough nuts. And just to watch them play and not have, you know, expectation or a fan base saying, well, how come you didn't do this or that? I mean, maybe they will. You know, maybe their fan base next year expects them to go back to the, you know, the Elite Eight. I hope not. But uh you never know, you know, what that price can be. So, but just it was so much fun to watch them yesterday and to – uh Throughout the whole tournament, and see exactly what they they did. Um, Jimmy emails and he said, "Steve, you talked a lot about baseball. Is there a concern with Gators softball?" <sighs> here's the here's the thing. When you have set the bar as high as softball and baseball have set it, Florida's three and three in the SEC. In baseball, right they're not 0 and six, and if you look at the SEC standings, you take away Arkansas and Vanderbilt, I think everybody else is three and three or worse. so has Florida come back to the pack a little bit, perhaps? yeah, but you've played two weekends. I get it. you don't want to be beaten eleven to two you don't want to be beaten you know i get it okay tennessee and softball's pretty good and so you know give it time and both teams on the road i think softball's at auburn this weekend and auburn's gotten off to a pretty good start in the sec too so i mean just i get it i get it all right we're still waiting I, you were so mesmerized by the interviews here um but i hope that you'll um all right, we got some a couple of emails and a call now from Tim,
15: the Tool Man. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Hello, Tim. Hey, man. You know what? I, on the um, I looked on the Gators men's basketball website last night, and I looked at the roster, and I and I got scared, so I had to uh, call in today to figure it out, find out if it was true or not. If whether or not if uh, Tyree Appleby was coming back,
1: that's and, up in the air, huh? That's up in the air. Don't
8: know.
15: Oh man, that's that's a scary thought for me. I mean, I, I'm not trying to hate on the guy and trying to bash him, but he was just too erratic for my liking. You know what I mean? So, but uh, but yeah, it kind of but it kind of scared me. So, but uh, but yeah, that was a tough loss against oh. tough series against LSU.
1: Okay, I, I lost you there, Tim, for a while. So can you repeat what you just said? I'm sorry.
15: No, I was talking about the, uh, the, the baseball game um, with the, the series over this weekend with the loss to uh, LSU. You know, we came out strong, but it was, man, that was a tough, that was a tough series to lose right there.
1: Well, I mean, again, uh, LSU's ranked. It isn't like yeah. you're losing to, you know, a, a bad baseball team uh you know nice. their first weekend they were one and two um and didn't play particularly well and think about it you know they were one and three after they lost Friday night to barco and give them credit you know for bouncing back and getting two wins so look this is a tough league and i think fans had better understand that that you know these other teams recruit these other teams have good coaches so and it's only 2 weeks so you know yeah hopefully they'll get better in time
15: yeah yeah man look i i don't know what it is but it seems like the sec is just ramping up every single sport i mean like it, the sec is so competitive baseball basketball um football i'm I man i'm amazed and, I, and i'm a proud to be a part of the SEC nation. I'm a Gator Gator through and through. But the SEC is definitely uh, getting—it's definitely tough.
1: Okay, uh, thank you a lot for your call. Appreciate it, Tim. Thank Thanks. you. Um, yep. All right, let's get some calls. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email S Russell at wruf. dot com. We are live today from Gator Pro Day. All right, we got PG back. PG, hello. Hey
10: man, how you doing? Hey PG. You uh, got me all into football now, interviewing the guys. I love it when you do that because it's just nice to hear, you know, what they have to say individually, and you just kind of feel a little bit more connected or in a different way connected. So it's pretty cool. It's uh, very cool. But get, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Um, but um, Gator Baseball. So I heard just somebody, a couple of people calling up about the lineup. I mean, the lineup, I mean, I, I can't remember the last time. I mean, I see – I don't even know how to word this, but did this some real studs in that lineup that are probably going to play at the next level. Um, Langford, Sterling Thompson, Judd. I mean, it, and then you go deep with Callie Lau, who makes solid contact all the time. They got some speed in there. Defensively, they were playing pretty well. The missing link is the pitching, and um, I have a theory on that. So, you know, I think it was Yogi Berra said, you know, you're not a pitcher if you don't throw strikes. You know, I don't care how hard you throw. I don't care what you – you got eight pitches. you don't throw strikes, you're not a pitcher. And these kids at Florida, some of the young guys, they played travel ball in Florida, and that strike zone is pretty small. So I got to think it's got to be nerves. But right now they're just throwers. You know, guys are ramping up for 92 to 94, you know, sitting on it. They're not throwing the breaking stuff for strikes. Um, they're not locating very well. So hopefully in time that will change. It's early. Um, but that's what I see, besides Barco and, and Sproat in flashes, because you could see Sproat coming on, and I'm like, man, there's there's your Friday, Saturday, and if we can just get solid on Sunday, work a young guy midweek, they're in good shape, but you know, you're know you taxing the bullpen, but my, my biggest thing is the lineup, I'm not worried about, uh, some of the at-bats aren't going as long, I can agree with that, they're sitting on stuff, but Do do you agree, like, maybe they're just not pitching yet. They're just throwing. You know, they're not really in a rhythm, these guys. Do you think they have it in them?
1: Well, look, I I trust Kevin O'Sullivan to judge talent. I think his track record speaks for itself. Now, you just so happened this year to have, for whatever the reason, a lot of young arms. And – I think it's unrealistic to expect freshmen, you know, all the time to come in here and be lights out. But, again, fans have been spoiled because they've seen that in past years where freshmen have come in here and, you know, performed really well. So that's what you're seeing now. And you're not seeing the starting pitching, right? It's easy, PG, to come in if the st- – I shouldn't say easy, but, you know, if, if your starter goes six or seven or eight, well, now your bullpen's not taxed.
6: You, oh, yeah. you
1: know, but now because the starters aren't – except for Barco – aren't going a long time, you've got to go into your bullpen, and those arms are young. And it's just they're not throwing strikes consistently,
10: and it's that's the that's the bottom line. You yeah. can't – that's how it is. Well, you know – You you watched the game on Saturday. I think you were doing the game. I can't remember. I was there. But the LSU pitcher didn't throw real hard. He kind of had a weird jerk. He kind of threw your timing off. But he could, you know, start the count. He was throwing a breaking ball for a strike. I mean, he's a pitcher. I don't know how good he is, but he was pitching. You know, and and I just – sometimes we get caught up in the miles per hour. And now guys are just, like I said earlier, just sitting on 93, 94. You go in those automatic cages here at Florida or Miami – they're, they're, these guys are practicing for that, you know. Like it's not as fast as it used to be. It's still fast, meaning like hand-eye coordination, reaction time. But I feel like I'd like to see the pitcher get resurrected. You know, the, the art of pitching. You know? Well, the guy Saturday
1: like, night, um, you know, he threw an, a really nice breaking ball. He really only threw, you know, his changeup was nothing to brag about. He didn't throw hard. No. But he located well, and then you saw what happened when his pitch count got up a little bit and he started putting balls in the middle of the plate, what happened? He got hit pretty hard. So, And also the
10: third time through. Yeah. So, I mean, I that's try. part
1: of it too. But so you don't have to necessarily throw, you know, Brandon Sprout 95, 96, 97, because you got to throw strikes and you got to locate. That's the bottom line.
10: That's what they got to do. I think that's, that's what's missing right now.
1: Anyway, appreciate it, man. Okay, PG, thank you. Appreciate your call. 115, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Call us up, talk some sports here on Sports Scene as we broadcast from the Gator Indoor Football Practice Facility with Pro Day just completing a few minutes ago. ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF.
9: Good afternoon. I'm Jenica Clairvaux with your latest update. Per reports, Florida senior point guard Tyree Appleby will return to college basketball for a fifth year. His destination is yet to be determined. In this past season at Florida, the Jacksonville, Arkansas native averaged 10.9 points, 2.1 rebounds, and led the team in assists, averaging 3.7. After dropping two of the three-game series against LSU over the weekend, the Gators are now ranked 14th in the latest D1 baseball rankings. Florida baseball will be back in action tomorrow when they travel to Jacksonville to face fifth ranked FSU at seven. That's it for your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jennifer Clairvaux.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
7: Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Another prescription, another surgery. Here we go again.
6: But the joint pain is still here. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different result. Try something new that can lead you to a better life. Football champion Emmett Smith's talking about QC Kinetics, all-natural, non-invasive alternatives to surgery and harmful pain medications. I tried to avoid as many of those things as possible because I did not want to get hooked on pain meds. I didn't want those things to hamper my life. Patients across the country are saying no to pain meds and discovering QC Kinetics' all-natural, biologic, long-lasting solutions to pain relief, regenerative treatments that help your body restore damaged tissue and get rid of the pain. natural biologics that qc kinetics is providing you gives your body a chance to naturally heal itself in the cycle of pain meds and avoid surgery call qc kinetics 352-400-4550 that's 352-400-4550 qc kinetics 352-400-4550
7: eeny meeny miny moe what i'll eat i just don't know Hey, Bob Rose here, and every time I look at the menu at Copper Monkey West, that's what I say to myself. They have so many delicious options, it's hard to decide. Should I get the chicken pot pie pasta with chunks of tender white chicken with veggies and rotini pasta in creamy chicken and cheddar cheese sauce? Oh yeah! Or maybe one of their USDA choice steaks like the 12 ounce certified Angus New York strip. Maybe it's the black and red fish over wild rice with veggies. So delicious. And of course, there's always the legendary Copper Monkey West burgers, voted best in the area numerous times. You know, that's the thing, because whatever I end up choosing, I know the service will be top notch because warm smiles and friendly faces make for a wonderful dining atmosphere. Is that what you're looking for? Good food, good service, good people? Well, it's all at Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. I'll see you there. Scared money don't make money holds true on and off the field. This is Gators head football coach Billy Napier. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF is Gainesville's only sports radio home for all things Gators. A touchdown! Touchdown, Florida. If your business can use a boost in sales, let Peter and the gang help. Contact the radio home of the Orange and Blue by logging on to WRUF.com and clicking on the Contact Us button at the bottom of the page. Southern
0: Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the
7: Gators, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators.
1: Again, just a program reminder, uh, tomorrow our final Hoop There It Is show with Mark Wise. Uh, That'll be at 11 AM tomorrow. Sports Scene will only go to 12.30 tomorrow. And then uh, Wednesday, the On Deck Baseball Show at 11, full show And then Thursday, no show because we'll be on our way to Athens for the game at 8 o'clock Thursday night. And then, if the technology gods will allow, Friday we'll do a show from Athens. In the meantime, with Michael producing the broadcast today, back in the studio, Corbin here. Let's get to Gator Man. What's happening? Well, what's going on, Steve? Hey, Gator Man. How are
14: you? Uh, Wow, Jet Pro Day today. Pardon me? I said, who wowed you at Pro Day today? Um, I
1: don't know if anybody wowed. Um, I've talked to a lot of the guys here, and they've all been pretty satisfied with what they did. I don't know if anybody like, was through the charts, but a uh, pretty solid day.
14: Yeah. Well, as far as baseball and the softball, the bottom line is, if you ain't got good pitching, you're going to always struggle. If you, if you ain't got good hitting, you'll always struggle. Like you said, sometimes freshmen don't play like other freshmen. And as a fan, you just have to live with that until it gets better. I mean, that's the bottom line. Like you said, we've been spoiled as fans of the Gators because most of the Gator teams are good. But, hey, you just got to go live through it.
1: Well, it's very unusual, and and I can understand to a point, you know, the reaction of some fans. Like one one fan said they were embarrassed, uh, you know, by what happened at baseball this weekend because that just doesn't happen often. And yet, you know, Florida won a game in the series. It isn't like they were swept, um, but it's look when when you're you're watching baseball and pitchers don't throw strikes, it's it's tough to and you get beat you know eleven to two or whatever you get beat by, yeah I mean n- nobody feels worse to, about that than Kevin O'Sullivan and his staff do I can tell you that.
14: Oh no, Doc. I mean you play all those games every night and then that's gonna happen. It's about like playing baseball, you play basketball, you play the two games every night and then you yeah you, you gonna get blown out. It's just the way it is, but. Uh, as far as basketball, I heard that the Gator hired a new assistant. Have you heard anything on that?
1: Yes, um, but I don't know details. Cause I've been here most of the day. Matter of fact, Coach Golden was actually here today uh, in the indoor watching some of this today. So he's uh, he's making the rounds.
14: Well, I saw the hire now. I saw some criti- criticism already. That leads to my top ten. See, I got the top ten reason the Gator fans need to pump their brakes on new hires before they're criticizing the hire or the person who hired them. Number 10, from top to bottom, up is the best school in the SEC. Number 9, where did Spur your coach at before he got to UF? Number 8, Billy Donovan never won a national title before he got to Florida. Number 7, Mississippi State is not UF. Number 6, it's all about taking advantage of your opportunity. Number 5, every great coach had to have his first win. Number 4, every great player had to make his first play. Number 3, how many fans ever played the game? Number two, we all have jobs. Somebody had to take a chance on us to get it done. And number one, real fans support whoever until they prove they can't get it done. Steve, you have a good day.
1: Before you leave, Gator, man, how's your, how's your bracket? Was this your final four?
14: No, it wasn't my final four. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have Duke in it, and I didn't have North Carolina in it. But I think I we're rooting for Villanova, but they lost to one of their big-time players, and I don't know. That might hurt
1: yeah, I I must say I had Villanova and Kansas in it. Um but yeah, so I mean in the end it wasn't too bad, but getting here, getting to that point was uh painful. Very painful.
14: Well I can tell you the best team looking right now in North Carolina, so I don't know. We'll see.
1: They look really good. And uh, you know, I I felt that was a bad matchup for Saint Peters yesterday because of Carolina's size. They they just couldn't handle Their size, but as I said earlier, it was fun to watch St. Peter's because they were playing on house money with you know nobody, no fan expectation. Their their fans just loved it. Those kids loved it. That was fun to watch.
14: That goes back to softball uh, softball and baseball. I mean, bottom line, if you thought North Carolina would be in the final four. By midway of the season, you'd be lying. <laughs>
1: yeah, they were an eight seed. So, yeah, I, I, I hear you.
14: Well, midway season, but they turned it around. you all know, got time to turn it around, Steve. You have a good day.
1: All right, Gator Man, thank you. Appreciate the call. Three nine two eight two five five. Did anybody get the, all the final four in your bracket? Because, I mean, this is not a, um upset, except for Carolina. Carolina is. They were an eight seed. But you know, Villanova or Duke or Kansas—I mean, I, I think a lot of people would have had those teams in the Final Four. But certainly, I don't think many would would have had North Carolina. Um, Mark uh, also emailed about baseball. It was long, but I'll I'll synopsize it. Um, he didn't use the word embarrassed. He said, "I'm concerned with Gator baseball." He said, "At this point in the year, uh, if you can, if you don't have starting pitching." and you don't have you know guys that can throw strikes uh, with the SEC coming up, he just thinks that's not a good recipe for success. Well, I, I will say Florida's going to be ranked uh, when this new poll comes out. Georgia lost two out of three at Kentucky, and if you look at their past two Sunday games, their pitching has been god-awful. Two weeks into the season – you, I, I think I'm right. Somebody can correct me on this. Maybe Michael can look it up for me, but I believe I'm right. Take Tennessee out of it, and I believe Vanderbilt out of it, and everybody else in the league in the SEC is 3-3 three and three or worse in baseball. So what does that tell you? There's a lot of parity. Tennessee is playing lights out. But remember – It's March. How will they play at the end of the year? Because their fan base now is going to go crazy because of how well they're playing, and deservedly so. They should be happy with the way they're playing. My point is, it's just like the NCAA basketball tournament, right? You get to the tournament. If you're Kentucky, if you're Tennessee, and you get beat early, well, how successful a season is really was it if you judge success by the end of the year then they weren't very successful so just like with baseball right if they last year hosted a regional and got beat at home that wasn't a successful year by florida standards byron's next hi byron
4: Hey, Steve. You know, uh, as a Gator fan, Steve, I'm I'm going to kind of uh, mess with the Gators, but add some fun to the weekend. I think one of the things that the fans, and I listen to Mick, Mick and I, I don't come out, but it seem like they hit more batters than they ever hit in, my, in, in in baseball history. But the good part is, and I'm going to kind of mess with the Oscar, Steve, and you don't do this, but those guys never fought. And sometimes I think we have to restrain ourselves when you might want to knock somebody out. And that was my joke for the day, Steve. Even though they got hit, they didn't have a fight. And that was baseball. And and I hate the Gators did that. I hope they do better. But uh, go Gators. But a lot of hit batters. Thanks, Steve.
1: All right. Byron, thank you. I will say that, that Oscars thing last night was – I thought it was a joke. I mean, given who did it and how it was done, I'm thinking, okay, you know, this will go down – well, I guess it wasn't. You just you just don't know. Um, and, again, I want to thank uh, the sports information staff, Rick Hurtado, uh, and everybody here involved who help us get all the player interviews you heard earlier. Uh, if you did not get a chance to hear them, you can go to our website, and they'll be posted up there for you. And also a chance to talk to Andrew Miller, uh, who just announced his retirement. Of course, young man who grew up here in Gainesville. 128, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Call us up. Talks and sports. We'd love to hear from you. Final Four, baseball, softball, something else I'm not bringing up. You can do it too. ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: The flagship of the Florida Gators. ESPN, 981 FM at 850 AM,
6: WRUF. Your lawn isn't just a weekend chore. It's where you raise your kids. Enjoy barbecues with friends and family. It's your oasis. So come stop by Florida Coast Equipment, your local Kubota dealer. Whether you need a Kubota zero-turn mower or Kubota tractor, we've got you covered. Our hardworking team at Florida Coast are people you can trust, providing the Kubota equipment you can depend on. Visit us today at Florida Coast Equipment or online at floridacoasteq.com.
4: Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry.
11: I was really looking for some top of the line dentist to you know, be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any uh, health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it. When you leave, you just feel great, but if you want good quality
9: work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your your health care like that, come to Exceptional Dentistry because they are exceptional.
4: This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
9: Lots of sunshine taking us into the evening and after afternoon with highs in the low 80s. Low temperatures sinking to the mid-50s tomorrow morning with areas of dense fog for our commute. Plenty of sunshine tomorrow afternoon. High temperatures even warmer in the mid-80s. That'll be the case on Wednesday and then rain chances come back up for Thursday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski.
16: Keep
0: it on the down low here. Is the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, Dave Roberts, the Dodger manager, was on with us yesterday, and he uh, he had a guarantee for the Dodgers this season. We
1: are winning the World Series in 2022. Put it on record.
7: So what's the fallout if you don't win it? Oh, you said you guarantee. Okay, he believes in his team. But I appreciate, you know, Dave making the guarantee. Dan Patrick.
0: The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN
16: 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. You now, certainly
1: numbers can say a lot of things. Like I said, they Tennessee, Arkansas and Vanderbilt in baseball and every other SEC team is 3 and 3 or worse. We're talking a sample size of 6 games, just SEC games. Who would you think would be leading the league in hitting? It's not Florida. It's Auburn at 308. Florida is hitting 274 in league games. Florida's next opponent, Georgia, is hitting just 271. Pitching wise, Florida is at 7.26 with an ERA in SEC games. You know who's worse? Georgia, Georgia's ERA in six SEC games, 9.52. That's almost 10 runs a game on average. They're giving up an SEC play, and they're 3-3, three and three. and so is Florida. Pretty amazing. I'll take your calls, 392-8255. Tom will be next. Hi, Tom. Okay, Steve. i just got comment on a crazy Oscars thing, like my, my
13: 17-year-old, Texted me at like five in the morning, the link to it. And, uh, I watched it and I was, I didn't know what to think of it. So I was like, yeah, it's five in the morning. I'll go ahead and spend some time on it. And, uh, I thought it was a joke like you did. And then I watched it more and heard some of the backstory and, uh, I'm 60. So I've watched a lot of Don Rickles and his roast and the stuff he said was just insane. And it was absolutely hilarious. And, uh, you know, I, I thought I thought Chris Rock did a great job. I didn't think that was over the top at all, but that reaction—what do you? Was it real or was it just staged? I've heard both right now.
1: Uh, I would say it was real, but I mean, you know, <laughs> Jesus
13: Christ! I mean, he slapped the heck out of him. I, I was looking to see if the if he had his feet set to you know to take a swing, and I I think they they it was kind of.
1: Okay, well, I don't, I don't want to dwell on that because this is a sports show. So, but I, I mentioned I'm sorry, it. So, I'm sorry,
13: but I just wanted to comment. Okay, great show as always, Steve. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay,
1: thank you. No sports, but we can talk. Slap in the face. Um, anyway, if you as you look at more of the uh, SEC numbers, there's just uh, it, it's amazing to me what the league has done in the first six games. But I stress, six games. That's the that's the difference here. All right, let's get some calls. We got about uh what twenty-five minutes left or so. So want to hear from you. 392-8255, you can email srussell at WIUF.com. Don't forget Gator Gymnastics getting set for the NCA championships too. Uh, they are the number two seed and we will see how they do i I sure hope it's their year they have had a very 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 solid year and uh you just kind of hope uh that this will be their year um caleb emails uh and he says steve i hear the loud voices about baseball and softball and i certainly understand but i also agree with you Um, because he basically says because of the success that the programs have had, yes, that's – when you have set the bar as high as these programs have set it and you see them being just okay, well, yeah. I mean, it's – and it's not like, you know, it's four to three. You know, softballs were pretty competitive. You know, they're not getting blown out. But, my gosh, if you look at them in the SEC – are, are they five and four? Is that what they are? I think. Um, so yeah, but once again, SEC and softball is pretty good, and I think first place in the league, I think is six and three. And that's I think it's Alabama at six and three. So that just again goes to tell you how good it is there. Um, Daniel says. If anybody is complaining about the new basketball coach, please stop. He hasn't coached a game. Give him a chance. Yeah. And I am i promise you this, at least I think, don't be surprised if you see a, an overhaul of the roster because those players don't know him. He doesn't know them. Do those players fit the style of play that he wants to do? Um, So don't get all caught up, in my opinion, about who leaves. There were a bunch of teams last year that lost some people, ended up being pretty good because they got guys in the transfer portal. So it isn't necessarily who you lose, it's who you get. And I think that's going to be the most important thing. We're going to also, as the week goes along, uh, try and talk to Scott Strickland. But not the AD Scott Strickland. For those who don't know, Georgia's baseball coach is named Scott Strickland. Um, we'll try to get him uh, on the program uh, before Florida plays Georgia on Thursday. And, again, <clears throat> I'm going to say this a couple of more times before we leave here because of the change in the shows. Our final hoop there at this show tomorrow at 11 o'clock, you can talk Final Four. You can get Mark's thoughts on Coach Golden and, you know, where the, where Florida goes from here. Uh, sports scene tomorrow only until 1230 uh, because uh, we just have to, something we have to do off air. And then Wednesday, a full show. And then Thursday, no show because we'll be on our way to Athens. And then if everything goes right, Friday we'll do a show from Athens and get your thoughts on the Thursday game uh, with Florida and Georgia. Because it's going to be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. All right. Michael is still waiting. I'm still waiting. You're going to hear me just blab for 20 minutes. Where we are. Final four. I'm so happy North Carolina's playing Duke. If you don't like Blue Bloods, you're not going to like this final four. Obviously. Okay. But. What better team for Coach K to play, if you're Duke, what better team to play to advance to the championship than by beating North Carolina, a team that just beat you not too long ago. And that kind of kick-started North Carolina. When they beat Duke, it kind of kickstarted them. They're playing a whole lot better, obviously. And then, you know, whatever you think of Kansas and their coach – um, they were they, they just dismantled Miami, and I didn't think Kansas could would do that to me. I, I thought Kansas would win, but not like that. They were just in the second half, just dominant in beating Miami. And Villanova, Jay Wright. I, look, it's hard to be underrated when you're as good as Villanova is. But I don't know when people start talking about you know great coaches. That he's mentioned and like i said if you don't consider villanova to be a blue blood they're a near blue blood uh let me see if i can get my email here um bill um actually has a great question he says um his basic question is if he had to guess today who does better gator softball or, or gator baseball I don't know softball's remaining schedule. I would actually say softball. Because if if, if the Gators don't straighten their pitching out in baseball, it's gonna to be tough. It's gonna to be tough. You've got to throw I don't softball too. You've got to throw strikes. You just have to, to do that. And I don't know right now, you know, and that's why winning on Friday There's even more pressure now on Hunter Barco because if they don't win Friday, and and I think the same could be said of Georgia. They're Friday night guys really good. But if they don't win Friday, given their ERA and such, what happens from there? It'll be interesting. All right, let's go to the phone. We'll talk to John. John hi.
16: Yeah. Good afternoon, Steve. Uh, are you are you talking about uh, Barco pitching Friday night? Oh, I'm uh, Thursday night. I mean this week. That's yeah. Okay. I was I was kind of getting confused. I know you just mentioned we, we yeah. Fri-
1: I mentioned Friday. I, yeah, but it's Thursday this week.
16: Okay, that's fine. Um, how cool is this with Duke and North Carolina going with, you know, Coach K going, you know, at the end of his his career here? I remember early, you know, back in the '80s, I wasn't a really big Duke fan. I any time that they played, I always rooted against them. I remember the uh, the final when they played uh, Louisville with never nervous Purvis Ellison. I, I was rooting for them. But as as he's grown, you know, on me a little bit, you know, I rooted hard for them against uh, UNLV. Rooted for them against uh, Kentucky. I'm I didn't say I despise Kentucky, but the, you know, the Christian Layton shot. I mean, you just just kind of like this nostalgic little bit. Go through his whole career, and you just think about. What he what he has spanned over over the over the years, you know, and this his thirteenth final four. You I know, mean, the only thing that could have been better is if they had played in the final, but still in the final four. This is this is pretty cool. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, look, I, I admire excellence. I don't care what it's in, if it's you know schoolwork, if it's industry. You know, when you've accomplished what he's accomplished in his chosen work. In his chosen profession, pretty special, and you know a lot of people don't like Duke. I get it. A lot of people don't like the same teams winning unless it's your team, then you do. But you know, I think most, most college basketball fans will root for him because it's the final go-around.
16: Right. And uh, switching to football a little bit, kind of cute thing over over the uh, over the weekend. Uh, Byron Jones plays safety for the Dolphins. He said he restructured his contract so that they could go and sign Tyree Kill, and she's now, now I have to go up against him in practice. You know, he kind of did a tongue in cheek chuckle. I thought that was pretty funny, so that he's got to go up against him. That's pretty cool. But anyway, enjoy your show as always, Steve, and I'll talk to you later.
1: Okay, John, thank you. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up as we uh, had the privilege of being here live at Gator Pro Day today. We'll wrap it up from here, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good
12: afternoon, I'm Donovan Kaiser. Today, the Florida Gators hold their annual Pro Day, where Gator prospects show off their skills ahead of the NFL draft. Notable names participating in the workouts today include Kyer Elam, Damian Pierce, Zachary Carter, Stuart Reese, Gene DeLance, and Malik Davis. Florida Guard Tyree Appleby has decided to return to school for his fifth year of eligibility, but is leaning towards transferring according to Graham Hall of the Gainesville Sun. Appleby has been a mainstay in the rotation for the last two years, averaging 10.9 points and 3.7 assists during the 2021-22 season. Tonight in women's basketball, one seed South Carolina takes on 10 Creighton in the Elite Eight. Tune in here for live coverage at 645. For your Gainesville Sports Center, I'm Donovan Kaiser.
1: Hey, folks, if you've been to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street in Gainesville, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you owe it to yourself to go because you're going to love their food. They believe better ingredients make better meals. Try their classic burger, the Impossible, and the 100% all-natural chicken burger and fresh salads, too. You want a great shake? They've got those, including their new one, A Florida-grown strawberry shake, open seven days a week. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries.
2: We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. For spring cleaning, make your own cleaning products from baking soda and vinegar. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. What
7: I'll eat, I just don't know. Hey, Bob Rose here, and every time I look at the menu at Copper Monkey West, that's what I say to myself. They have so many delicious options. It's hard to decide. Should I get the chicken pot pie pasta with chunks of tender white chicken with veggies and rotini pasta in creamy chicken and cheddar cheese sauce? Oh, yeah. Or maybe one of their USDA choice steaks like the 12-ounce Certified Angus New York Strip. Maybe it's the black and redfish over wild rice with veggies. So delicious. And, of course, there's always the legendary Copper Monkey West Burgers, voted best in the area numerous times. You know, that's the thing, because whatever I end up choosing, I know the service will be top-notch because warm smiles and friendly faces make for a wonderful dining atmosphere. Is that what you're looking for? Good food, good service, good people? Well, it's all at Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. I'll see you there.
0: From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. And now, more Sports Scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com.
1: All right, we are back to wrap up the show today, live from the Gator Indoor Practice Facility with Pro Day today. And uh, thanks to a whole bunch of players that came by here, Zachary Carter, Stuart Reese, among them. We'll uh, really appreciate their time. Uh, let's get to Cattleman. Cattleman, hello
17: got me there. Yep, go ahead. Hey, Steve. Uh, le- little slayer to the show. I thought I g- had a question to f- for you real quick. I was calling you about Penny Hardaway, Steve, and I, w- I do want to ask you about Penny Hardaway, but uh, playing off your last caller there and Duke, i got a Duke uh, observation or thought question for you. Guess all the above. I guess I should say first, Steve, I'm, I guess I'm slightly pro-Duke. Um, if I got a good look at their students, probably wouldn't be, but are you one of these Duke haters, ambivalent? Where are you on Duke?
1: No, I, I, I'm not a Duke hater at all. Um, because that's not a team that is in the SEC. Uh, you know, don't see them all the time. And are they sort of you know blue bloody? Yeah, but if you don't like blue bloods, then you don't like them. You don't like Kentucky either. You don't me, you don't like Kansas yeah, okay. either. You know. Yeah. So
17: right. Okay. All right. Let me ask my question. I guess uh, the star of the team this year is this uh, Bankero guy. Um, out of the Oregon West Coast. It was thought to be a Gonzaga-Tennessee battle, and Kay swooped in right there at the end and won the recruiting war. You know, Steve, uh, Calipari used to get the rap of being sleazy and one and done Seems like Coach Kay gets the rub of being, you know, a great guy on and off the court and all that. First off, do you think Pablo, I think it's Pablo, Bancaro, do you think that guy went to Duke for free?
1: Oh, I, this, day age, this day and age, don't know.
17: <laughs> I just uh, – yeah, all these great players that go to Duke, um, I just always kind of wondered. You know, most people think uh, Calipari was doing his shucking job with World Wide West. Are we led to believe all these years Duke's not been paying players?
1: Well, I'm not going to say with any knowledge because I don't know, you don't know. I mean, we because then you say, well, I hear this all the time, everybody cheats. No, everybody doesn't cheat. Do some yeah. people cheat well, the that don't NIL, get caught? Let me – yeah. Do some people cheat that don't get caught? Yes, absolutely.
17: Yeah, And, and in the era of you know, what is cheating anymore, that kind of bleeds into what I wanted to ask you about Penny Hardaway. But let me ask you this, Steve. Um, Duke gets the reputation of being one of the most elite schools in America. Uh, Vanderbilt, uh, UCLA, Baylor, I believe they call the kind of the you know, really snooty school out there in Texas we don't hear a lot about. I believe the acceptance rate at Duke is like 1%. Um, Are we led to believe, I guess we have to just hold our eyes, hold our nose and look the other way. Are we led to believe that Pablo Bancaro has any reason to be at Duke outside of dribbling a basketball? Could he get into Duke any other way?
1: Don't know. I don't know his grades. I don't know his grades. I don't know.
17: Well, I mean, right. But a lot of you know fans take pride in their school, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think the the other dirty underbelly of college sports is, especially at these really elite schools, most of these dudes have no business walking around on these campuses. Well, but it isn't just the elite that, schools.
1: I mean, how about how about Tennessee? Do some of those kids would, would they would they go in there? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not just elite schools. It's you know you could name yeah, the how school.
10: Many, how many smart How many smart
17: kids? Super smart kids, Steve. Couldn't get into Florida that are walking around UCF right now but don't play sports.
1: Right. I agree.
17: Yeah. Hey, last thing before you stay speaking of what's cheating anymore, Penny Hardaway, do um, uh, you think that's going to cause any trouble for him or do you yes. think they just wave their hand at it and say the NCAA's uh, declawed and who cares?
1: No. I mean, I, I think it'll be. I mean, look what's happened to Will Wade. I mean, it cost him his job. So, depending floor, on what they've.
17: Uh, FBI. Depending.
1: Mike, when you ask me a question and you don't let me answer it, what the hell is the sense of asking a question? Yeah.
17: Well,
1: okay. okay. The, don't interrupt me. Wrong. Let me answer the question, and I'll let you talk.
17: It's a simple. It's a simple question. Do you, think do you think? Right, you and you don't fangs? give me a chance to answer it. All right. Yes or no?
1: I forgot the question.
17: Does the NCAA have things?
1: Have yes, of course yes all right i i got let you go. thank you. you for your call Within we're time. done we're done thank you all right Whew. wow nails on the chalkboard let's uh get some last minute calls if we got them three nine two eight two five five you can email uh s at w r u f dot com and uh we will hear from you. I do have a couple of emails here if I can get to them um whoops um oh that's why because I put the wrong number in there that's why um Okay. Greg says, I "Hate to, I admit I hate Duke, but will root for Coach K's team to beat North.
8: This
10: is a required monthly test of the emergency alert system. Had this been an actual emergency or dangerous situation, official messages and directions would have followed the alert tones. This test is brought to you by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and your local broadcast station or cable provider. This concludes the required monthly test.
1: You know, pretty pretty special stuff. Pretty special stuff when it comes to him. Um, and you have to admit, I mean North Carolina is playing really, really good basketball right now, so yeah greg i mean it, it is i don 't want to say it 's fake that that's but it 's ironic uh, that they 're playing you know a North Carolina in such a meaningful game in the uh, you know the the could be the last game for Coach k All right, we got about five minutes, so if you got a call. Bring it in here, three nine two eight two five five. And, again, you can email srussell at wrf.com. Uh Bill emails. Uh, he said, Steve, I have all four uh, teams in my bracket that made the final four. Good for you, Bill. Um, like I said, I had two. <clears throat> Not bad. Brent, I saved these up just in case we didn't get calls at the end here. Uh, Brent says, Uh, about Gator baseball, patience, Gator fans, patience. Got a pretty darn good coach in Kevin O'Sullivan and a team that can hit. Hopefully the pitching gets straightened out, and if it is, this team will be just fine. Uh, Let's see. Mark has softball. He said, Steve, softball's been a little bit up and down. What do you attribute? Well, again, up and down. How How do you determine that? How do you determine that? Maybe because, see, when a team I guess if a team loses then it's down. a team wins, it's up. So I don't know exactly but they played good teams. They play in the SEC. And this series, they just lost. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong on this. but Isn't this the first SEC series Florida lost in softball since like 2020? Or something like that? So, to say that you know, I mean, it's just, and it's early. It's early. They played three weeks. Florida has played two. That's, you know, that that's going to be okay. Daniel says, Steve, I appreciate you mentioning uh, women's basketball. The job that Don Staley has done at South Carolina is truly remarkable. Do you think they'll win it all? I hope so. I hope so. Um again, if you're an SEC fan, do you want Carolina to win? I know some people don't think that way, I do. If if you if if that does so much for your league. It does so much for your league, you know, the national champions from the SEC. How would you necessarily root against that? I don't I don't think that you would. Last two emails. Todd uh says I'm not rooting for Krzyzewski at all. I've never been a big Duke fan. Why should I start now? However, it's hard to root for North Carolina because they're in the same boat. I'm hoping whichever team wins that the team they play beats them. Then I'll be satisfied. Okay. Again, you go back to Kansas is in that boat too. Just did a different league, but Kansas is a – if you don't like Blue Bloods, we got three of them here. As I said before, Villanova, in my opinion, qualifies as a near blue blood here. And uh, Joel is the last emailer. He has an MLB question. He says, When will you make your predictions on who wins the MLB? Because a lot of times, lol, you're not right. You're right, I'm not. But a lot of times I am. But look, before the season starts, I will make my predictions public. I will write them down, hermetically seal them, and then when postseason rolls around, I'll roll those back out and tell you how I did. I have absolutely no problem in doing that. It's fun, and I'll get your thoughts, too, if you have them, because MLB now is not very far away from starting the season. I'm just hoping that my Mets, with all the money they have spent, that they don't get the – if Jacob deGrom can just somehow stay healthy for an entire year, uh, if, if Scherzer doesn't wear out, I mean, they have a chance to be pretty good, at least competitive. And that's all I really want from the Mets because they've just disintegrated in the past. And at least they have an owner now who is spending money like a big market team. And the Mets were not always that before. Again, a reminder about tomorrow. Hoop, there it is, the final basketball show of the year. Mark Wise in the house. That will be at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Sports scene at noon, only a half-hour version tomorrow. All Wednesday starts at 11 o'clock with our on-deck baseball show. chance to talk to Jeff and I about uh, Gator baseball. Of course, after Florida plays Florida State tomorrow night. And then uh, a full day of sports scene Thursday, no show. And then hopefully Friday, Technology Allows Us, we'll broadcast from Athens and get your thoughts on game one of that series, which will take place on Thursday night. Thanks to Michael for producing. Thanks to Corbin and Seth for doing the producing job here. And thanks to Rick Gurtado and the Gator Sports Information staff for getting us the players here to come and talk to you today. Hope you enjoyed that. I sure did. That's our sports team for today. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, W-Y-F. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day.